Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sport's same-game multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And when you join, and you got to join, use the promo code UNFILTERED. You'll get treated like a king. This is the Weekly Wodge. If you're a regular, welcome back. If you're new, welcome. This is unlike anything else you'll hear about footy. We talk to the superstars, not about them. 13 interviews in this episode alone. It's an awesome lineup. There's some footy talk, some shit talk, plenty of laughs as well. This is the Weekly Wodge. You've been warned. I've been told by reliable sources that one Parramatta player in particular is a serial pest. Annoys everyone all the time. Now, you're never meant to give away your sources, but I will. Nathan Brown, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Mitchell Moses, Clint Gutherson, Junior Paulo and Brad Arthur. Yeah, they've all told me that the serial pest at the Eels, Reed Marnie. Are they right? Can that many good blokes be wrong? So I've enlisted the help of one guy just to finish this debate once and for all. Oregon Kafusi joins us. I want to make it official. Is Reed Marnie a pest? Well, with this, I'm going to vouch for my boy, Reedy. Oh. Um, I want to vouch for him and I want to throw in another name. Okay, fire away. Another two, actually. Yep. Um, Ryan Madison and uh, Mike Acevo. There we go, Ryan Madison and Micah Sivo. Micah Sivo has always got that smile and look on his face that looks like he's doing something naughty. And if he's not doing something naughty, he's thinking about doing something naughty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he's um, with Matto. He, he goes out of his way to, to annoy you. Yes. He, he finds something. Um, if you're just looking at him like he, he's – if he's not with one person, he's with the other and he just – it's like a domino effect, but with yep. um, with Micah, he's uh, he's one of those silent but violent kind of guys. He just he, he's out to get you, but he's not going to tell you when. Yeah, exactly. I love it. That's all I wanted. Cheers, legend. Good on you for sticking up for little Reedy. Every player, every coach has a favourite game, one that stands out for whatever reason. One they'll remember until the day they leave us. Tyson Gamble from the Brisbane Broncos has joined us. What's your favourite game, mate? Um, favourite game to watch, I would say, would be the South Doggies Grand Final. Because yes. I, before I, before I was even thought about going into an NRL team, I was a massive South fan. Wow! And my and my parents were massive Dogs fans, so cool. there was a big rivalry there. And I think when South won, it uh, my dad wasn't all that happy with me, but 
that game will always stick with me because I got to rub it into him for a bit. What a um, tough game of footy that was. I yeah. mean, that's as brutal as we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the, one of the best grand finals I've seen. Another one would probably be the, the Brisbane Cowboys grand final. That was a cracker. Yeah, wasn't that's, it? That's, that's one that I always sort of – I can always watch that, rewatch it again. You know what's going to happen, but it still keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, but playing-wise, I think I think – it was my first win in the NRL, so it was not only a sort of milestone for me, but I just loved every second of being out there. From the first kickoff to the end of the game, mate, I enjoyed myself so much. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, no words can really describe it. It was, yeah, it just felt like it was meant to be, mate. I was meant to be there, and I just, I loved it. It's awesome to be teaming up with Retro Rugby League videos, a Facebook page for the hardcore and tragic footy fan just like us. From the old Commonwealth Bank Cup to first grade, the collection of videos weekly is insane. Check them out, legends. Go to Facebook and simply search Retro Rugby League videos. You'll love it. We spoke to Michael Witt a few months back about his NRL experiences. Let's chat about his time in the UK, mate. You walked into an absolute hornet's nest in the Crusaders. They were based in Wales that had a few financial issues, a few administrative issues, a change of coach, but they'd been promoted to Super League. And then in your first year, the UK Border Agency announced they were investigating the club and its players for dodgy visas. What do you remember of a very weird time in your professional career? Yeah, well, that was sort of the year before I got there. They were yeah. still down in um, South Wales yep. and they, they'd had a heap of issues. And by the time I got there, they'd moved to North Wales, taken over by a new owner. But it was, yeah, there was certain things there where they used different visas to get players in on university visas and things like that. There was a bit of a shit fight by the time I got there and um, made it, it it didn't get much better, to be honest with you. I mean, we had a couple of, uh, you know, a few good years there. Things were going good. And yeah. then then it all happened again. You know, shit hit the fan. And the, actually, matter of fact, I signed the biggest deal of my life, a three-year contract. And then a week later, the club went under. So oh, it wasn't worth no. the pay was written on. Oh, it's all in the timing. <laughs> Mate, you dealt with exactly. Brian Noble there. He was the coach. Was he good yeah. to deal with? He's an interesting character. Yeah. Very interesting character. I mean, he throws – he's very – um. Oh, I certainly don't want to put him in the Wayne Bennett ilk, but he's that kind of guy where he's not um, not highly technical, yep. but he's very good at his speeches. Yep. His favorite his favorite line was "Let's get out the baseball bats and just whack them, you know, run hard, tackle hard, that sort of stuff." Yeah. But um, mate, he's, yeah, with that real Bradford accent, half the time mm. you couldn't understand what he was saying. But uh, hey, he's a good guy. Yeah, I got on well. You moved to the London Broncos two years there. Was that enjoyable? They were, mate. Yeah, such a great city to live in, London. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a place where you can never be bored. There's so much to do. And to think that you're living in, in such a, a beautiful city and, and playing footy, I mean, it's, it's a luxury. We had, a, we had a heap of Aussie boys there, some real great crew there as well. So that made it um, enjoyable. And, you know, got some lifelong friends, as you do with every team. Craig Gow was the captain, wasn't he? Yeah, Gow is the captain. He's uh, still a really good mate of mine. He's uh, He's... Him and Mandy are godparents to our youngest daughter, so um, we're always in contact. He, he's always sending me bad tips. 
So um, let's have to start screening his calls, I think. He, he's got that ability. What One of the all-time worst punters in uh, in the NRL, Craig Gow, we'll forgive him because he's a terrific <laughs> bloke. Mate, the Challenge Cup Cheer quarterfinals it. in 12 and the Eliminator in 13. One game short of a trip to Wembley. Ouch. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, the Challenge Cup's awesome. I love it. You know, yep. it's such a different different game because it's knockout footy. Um, you're playing against clubs at lower levels. Yeah. And they just, you know, they obviously, they play against a Super League club. I think this is fantastic. And they turn up 10 foot tall and bulletproof. So there's some really tough games and you can, you're playing some funky little fields. Yeah. Times too, if you grab an away draw. So it's um, yeah, such an exciting time. But as you say, to get so close, get so far, it's, um, yeah, it's always a bit, bit of a story in my career, actually. Mate, four years over there, do you love it? When you look back now? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I think the reason we did love it is the fact that we knew that we were there short term. We knew that we were there for footy yep. and we were moving home at some point. Yep. So we really tried to make sure that we enjoyed ourselves over there. Uh, we had two young ones. Our doors were um, young then, so we couldn't get around as much as you know you would you would hope. But yep. um, my youngest my youngest was born in London. So, yeah, we have an affinity with the place. And, yeah, we loved it. We loved every minute of being there. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat about any financial topics. It's a free chat for unfiltered listeners. Hope you're enjoying the Legend Series interviews, their beauties and all different. Let's rewind to a couple of former nights. First, episodes 81 and 82 with Owen Craigie. You're admitted to the psychiatric facility. As you said, you endured lengthy rehabilitation. Mm. How confronting was it? Were you... Scared. They force you to look into the mirror. They for- yeah. So there's a so rehab is all about so rehab's a spiritual healing, twelve steps recovery. So when you go so you got to have a they say you got to have a spiritual awakening or you got to have some sort of spiritual journey to reconnect the flame the spirit in yourself. Mm. So what I learned about me at this stage was I'm 41. I'm going through a divorce. I'm a father of three kids, um, binge drinker, I'm, a social, I'm on the coke socially, I'm gambling, I'm broke, I'm homeless, I'm about to go bankrupt. Um, 41, well, I should be li- living in the French Riviera, living on the yacht, eating caviar, drinking Crown Lagos, you know, with the kids. And me. Like, that's the life I should have had in the candle up. But... <laughs> Wasn't meant to be. So what you need to do is understand well what next for Owen Craigie. Yep. And my life today is uh, I don't have a structure, I don't have a diary, I don't know what tomorrow brings. Today I'm with you, you know, and you've sent me a few texts to remind me this now because I would have forgot about it because I'm caught up in the working on me and looking after me. And yep. I, only thing I know is I see my kids on, on the weekend and that's the highlight of my life, you know. What about this next superstar, the great Danny Baderas? Episodes 107 and 108. The backbone and core of the Newcastle Knights, guys like Steve Crow, guys like Bill Peden, Paul Marquette, Adam Muir. Tough, no frills, no bullshit type of guys. You're speaking about balance and um – Everyone sees the balance on the field, but I, I, the big part of it is the balance in the personalities. And you can throw Matty Parsons into that one. Big yeah. Parso was a, a real um, jovial, yep. good guy that you know always played so well. 
uh, every week and he's just a down-to-earth country yep. guy. Um, Steve Simpson, just – Another one. Yeah, another one that's just uncompromising. Yep. Um, so we did have a, a good balance of personalities there. So, But the two guys, as you spoke about, Paul Marquette and Bill Peden, when mm. I was training pre-season or training anything from a physical point of view, I'd always just try and get up near them and stay, stay with they them. They were the benchmark. They were the benchmark. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't just go around a hat for Paul Marquette. You'd go a metre around it or you wouldn't just do a chin-up. You'd do a, a chest-up, you know. Yep. It's, it's just everything was above and beyond. And and, and then you'd, behind that you'd see Billy trying to do the same as him and then behind uh, those two you'd see probably someone like myself and, and yeah. Kurt Gidley and all these guys try to try to do the same as those guys. So uh, I'm understood, standing in the hooker position, you had to be a, a good defender but you had to be fit as yeah. well. So you had to be able to um, – to, to do everything at a high speed. So I had to challenge myself to be as fit as I could. You're now in football administration and it's also 25 years on from what we're just talking about, but does that still apply? You're, or Of course, you're looking for wonderful on-field combinations, but you're looking for a combination of different personal characteristics that complement and make up a dressing room. You can't have too many of the loose guys. You can't have too many serious guys. You've got to have a really subtle mix of both. Oh, absolutely. you still got to have it. And you see some of those guys, you know, you look at Melbourne at the, at the moment yep. and, and you look at uh, Karen Munster and, and Brandon Smith, those two guys, you go, look at their personalities, look what they got. Victor Radley, you know, three guys I just love watching because they just put it all on the line. Yeah. Uh, they put it all on the line every game, every minute, yep. come get me. So you need those sort of characters in your team and to have success. And yep. Uh, it does go into recruitment. There's no doubt about that. What you need are personalities and on and off field. It's it's, it's a it's a big part of it. But um, yeah, I don't think it's changed. I think it's become even more important. Yeah. The beauty of the unfiltered podcast is you can listen to any episode at any time, and it'll make sense. The way we've done our interviews means they're timeless. They don't date. The whole library is there waiting for you for when you're ready to listen. Here's a little of Big Gordon Tallis from 2019. You've fired up the barbie. You've stacked the esky. Who do you invite and why? This is dinner date. Table for eight. Michael Jordan? Yeah. Because I I was in love with him when I was about 18, 19, when the Chicago Bulls, when I first went to Sydney, got into the NBA and he was super successful. And now watching the last dance is even... Confirmed. I just want to know how he ticked. Mm. You know, um, Tiger Woods, because I love golf, and he's at the top of his tree, and I just don't know whether anybody's more focused on what they do than him. Mm. Um, probably Nelson Mandela. I think what a kind, beautiful gentleman, and has never blamed anybody for what he's done, and not ashamed of it. Um, Will Farrell to make us laugh. He's one of the funniest guys. Um, I think I just look at him and laugh. Yeah. Um, I want Frank the Tank, though. The Frank the Tank, Will Farrell. <laughs> um, we'd have to get a supermodel there. Yeah. So, Who's your pick of supermodels? Oh, it'd be Cindy Crawford. Yeah. In a heyday. I'm not going to argue. No. Cindy. Um, then I'd have to have some entertainment, so I'd get – that's a tough one because maybe someone like Jack Johnson, they could just sit there and just play yeah. beautiful music, just – just acoustic in the back. How many is that? You're up to seven, including yourself, of course. And I'd go um, Heston Bloom because he's the best chef. Or the most. He's just going to cook us something. I'd say, knock yourself out, brother. Quite a table for eight. You didn't include your wife, Gemma. That'll get back. 
Oh yeah, but she's in the bedroom. <laughs> you said you said at the table. At the table, yeah. yeah. You've got me on a technicality. <laughs> yeah. God, you make me feel bad. Uh, now where's this? But I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She wouldn't want to be there. Russia. <laughs> It is time on the Weekly Watch for Clarkie's Call. Every week, Dane from Clarkie's RL Column on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and anywhere else. Rugby League and social media are in the same sentence. He comes up with a call. It may be good, it may be bad, it may be indifferent, but what it does do, it gives you guys the opportunity weighing in on the debate. Clarkie, welcome once again, mate. What's your call this week? G'day Andy and listeners, this week we've gone with their NRLW related take, we've gone with with viewership up over 50% for the last NRLW season, the league needs to keep this momentum and promote the 2022 season with everything they have. Andy, I just get the feeling that the women's game is without a doubt in my mind in the best place that it's ever been and it'd be a shame for us to lose this momentum. And that there's a, a natural momentum there, mate, in the fact that they missed a season or a calendar year with COVID and they're having two seasons in 2022 as such, one coming up soon. So there's a, a natural momentum there that I hope they capitalise on. There's a big momentum. I mean, when we talk strictly women's footy this year, we've got the Women's Origin Series. We've had two. We've had one NRLW season. We've got another to come. And then we've got the Women's World Cup at the end of the year. So there's going to be plenty of momentum coming end of this season. I just think it's so important they keep it. Um, the women's game has come so far so yeah. quickly. And why that impresses me so much is you look at the NRL, uh, talking strictly men and, and where that product is it at in the current day. That's been around since 1908. And the women's leagues only existed for uh, four or five years now. Wow. And the leap up and the growth and development of every player in that league has been astronomical. Agreed. Let's uh, let's go to a few of the takes. Uh, Peter Dennis one eighty eight on Instagram said it's the biggest growth area in the game, and considering how shit house the men's game has become, they should put everything behind it. Love to see that support. Love that take. Uh, Riley Miller from Instagram says he definitely agrees. The rate at which the NRLW is growing, it's a no-brainer. The more exposure the NRLW is given, the more young women it reaches, which in turn expands the amount of different skills we have in our NRLW game, therefore making the game higher quality. Um, I think Riley really hit the nail on the head there. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit here, but I'm just so surprised at how quickly and vastly the yeah. league has improved in such a short period of time and if we think short-term ultra advertising ultra promotion ultra marketing the long-term gains for this um, is so exciting for every rugby league fan and realistically every young woman across the country absolutely mate we might end it with this one junior glover said i love super sunday super saturday last weekend nrlw should be a thursday night exclusive that gets a 6 p.m game on fox and a match of the round 8 p.m game that airs on free to air as well so already people are looking at i guess the broadcast opportunities in a dedicated spot that's a fantastic take there. And I think there is the danger that if we keep uh, putting the NRLW as sort of curtain raises to the NRL, that it could always be viewed as such. 
Yep. And I just think that what's been said there makes perfect sense. If you put it on a Thursday, it's going to draw eyes. It's great timing for fans to watch. It's great timing for exposure for the women. And I think putting these games as standalone um, in unique time slots, such as the Thursday night, maybe even a Monday night footy, Andy. I know you love that. I think there's a great opportunity there also. Yep, certainly is, mate. Where can we find you? I love this week's take. Where can we find you? All over social media, guys. You'll find me at Clarkie's Rugby League column. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's kick it off with the Eels' Nathan Brown. This is from Trevor Scott on Instagram. We're hearing every player gets linked to the Dolphins. Is it difficult to handle when you see your name linked to a club, even if the story is true or complete bullshit? Is it tough to read? Yeah, I think so. I think the media uh, will be licking their lips, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, because they know that they can just probably get away with a few few stories that uh, to write because, um, you know, obviously there's going to be a few changes in the, in the rosters uh, throughout this year and stuff, so... All the journals and stuff will be licking their lips, and you know, and as fans, I guess fans don't want to hear, uh, you know, one of their one of their players uh, from a team mm. moving to another club. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing um, that you know the journals and stuff like that can write that, but you know, I'll just yeah, it's the way it is, I guess. It's not a good look on that player. Um, it's not a good on the club sometimes, and yeah, it's not a it's not a you know, it's not what rugby league is about. I guess no. rugby league should be about. Um, you know, good good articles written by you know good people, but you know stuff stuff like that that you know people make up about um, players leaving clubs and that's yeah it's a, it's a, it is annoying, but I don't think it'll get changed anytime soon if no one uh, stands up for it. We're staying at Parramatta. We're staying with Nathan's. Is the former skipper Nathan Kalis. From Brendan Atwood in Granville, what's Jason doing these days? Uh, he's living up the Central Coast, up near Wyong there. Uh, he's got two boys, two little boys, Cooper and Jesse. Uh, lovely wife there, um, Caroline. They're really enjoying themselves. Jay's got himself into property development and real estate. He really loves that part of the uh, of the of the world. Uh, he sort of built a little bit of a business while he was still playing at the back end of his career, and he's gotten right into that. He sort of he was a guy that. He realised he could make some money out of playing footy. I wouldn't say he loved it. Uh, did a great job. You know, he won a comp with the Absolutely, Roosters and went overseas yeah. and, you know, part of that great Roosters team early 2000s and uh, he's having a good time. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will let you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And when you join, and you've got to join, Legends, use the promo code UNFILTERED. They will treat you like kings. Joining me is the boss, Tristan Merlihan. Rarely does a round of footy or round of sport go by without an upset, and the Bulldogs provided it, my friend. They certainly did, and they uh, knocked a lot of multis out, including our little charity bet we had here. I thought you were in a 
in a good spot actually when the Bulldogs are scoring early because obviously you got your first couple of legs up and then Parramatta one to twelve would have been a very nice result. But now the Bulldogs are too good and yes, a lot of uh, a lot of people were a bit upset about the last leg of the multi going under there on Monday. It turns out Parramatta maybe aren't the best uh, public holiday team going down twice on Monday this year. Absolutely. Now. With the Bulldogs winning, have you seen any suggestions from the serious punters that they're no longer a wooden spoon hope? Have, have you seen dollars on other sides? Yeah, certainly. Well, the uh, the market to run last has seen them actually drift out from being a very firm favourite. They're now second pick at $3.60. The Tigers, $3.00. The Warriors... Sorry, all New Zealand fans. I think they might represent a little bit of value there at 380. They look like they're starting to have a really tough season. And my Titans, they're actually sitting in 16th at the moment. They're $5. Newcastle aren't out of the woods yet either at 650. So it's a very open market there for every the no team wants to win that one. What about to win the premiership? Is it still everything on Penrith? Yeah, Penrith are very, very firm there. They just continue to firm up. They're $2.40 clear favorites. Melbourne, $3.50, and the Cowboys are $11. They were as high as 100 to 1 earlier in the year, and they're $11 now. Cronulla, $13. Roosters, 13 and Parramatta drifting out to 14 The other big shortener is Brisbane. They're $18. They've got a few injuries this weekend, but mm. they're obviously very much overachieving this season too. There's always one or two feel-good stories of, of every football season for as long as I can remember, and that is the Cowboys, and you – can you usually tell what the feel-good story is by how different the punter's reaction is pre-season to current day? And as you said, the Cowboys have got a bit of support. They have got a bit of support. And, yeah, I, I think they're turning to everyone's second side, just the way they're, they're playing their football and they're defending so well and the improvement after a really tough season last year as well. So got to really give credit to Todd Payton for what he's done to turn that side around. Australian-owned, and not many uh, can say that. That is topsport.com.au, or you can download the app, whichever you're into. I love the same-game multis, and uh, I'll be having a little dabble across the course of the weekend. Mate, you are donating once again a free bet to Unfiltered. We have chosen the Ricky Stewart Foundation, which uh, assists autistic kids and families of autistic kids. It's a wonderful organisation. If only I could pick one, and I'm actually going to double up this week, my friend. You've donated the 100 free bet. I'm donating 100 of ours because I'm so disgusted my last two performances. But we're going to round it out nice and simply by saying South Sydney, Cronulla, Parramatta, Canberra. So there are four sides for the win for this weekend. I'm an Eels tragic and I'm an absolute bloody sucker. But I think the Eels respond against the Roosters, so a four-leg multi-mate, and uh, that's what I would like to have as our free bet this weekend. And that multi works out at $3.70 there. That's South Sydney, Cronulla, Parramatta and Canberra. So three seventy there. Hopefully we can get a little bit of a kickstart into the kitty with a uh, a nice uh, a nice little nine iron down the, the tee there, I think. So see if we can get a result. Always a pleasure, Legend. You have a wonderful weekend. And once again, to everyone listening to Unfiltered, they will treat you like kings. They're on the internet at topsport.com.au or you can download the app. And when you do use the promo code Unfiltered, they will treat you like royalty. 
Would you like a personal message, something nice, something sweet, something highly inappropriate and downright rude? I can do that. I'm on Swish now, whatever your occasion, whatever the message, go to heyswish.com, Swish, S-W-Y-S-H. Go there and search Andy Raymond. Whatever you want, whenever you want, consider it done a cool and a different present for that special occasion or you don't even need an occasion. You might just want to give one of your mates a serve. Galaxy Finance at galaxyfinance.com.au. Support those that support us. In 2021, our guests played 21st grade games. Seven for the Cowboys, 13 for the Knights. Jake Clifford, what was the hardest thing about moving clubs mid-season, mate? Um, I guess um, one of the hardest things was I had a pregnant wife at the time. Yeah. And and at like there was stuff going on in the media saying um, you might be going and then I'd check in with the club and they're like, no, nah, you're not going. And then all of a sudden, one weekend, um, it was like, all right, this is your last week here. Um, you got to play one more game and then you're gone. So um, pretty much prepared myself um, for a game week, played the Warriors on a Friday, packed all my bags Saturday and yeah, I was in Newey Sunday morning. Um, and then I went and watched them play against Manly that day. So um, it definitely happened really quickly and, um, but yeah, just being away um, with the the wife when she was pregnant and missing out on baby scans that was a little bit tough. But I had the full support, which was uh, made made the move really easy. Okay, what was the easiest thing about the move? Um, I guess I wasn't, um, you know, I got to go to Newey and just start playing footy. Yep, like I didn't have to think; I just had. I got to play new footy. Um, it was like this is a fresh start. Um, you know, just going back yourself kind of thing. So yeah. I felt like that made it a bit bit easier. Um, instead of being fully away from the family, um, mm. I felt like um, when I came to the Knights, the team, the coaching staff, it, it all really welcomed me um, quite easily. So, um, yeah, I thought the transition was nice. To be, you got to be honest here, the names of the plays, how long did it take to learn? Well, the thing was we, we played the Knights um, – when I was at Cows, about two weeks or three weeks before I left. Yep. And for some reason, I was remembering a few of the names, the calls that they were calling. Um, so when I came down to the nice and I was asking a few players, like, oh, what's what's Royal and what's your Jokers? Because I remember them calling it. So, yep. um, you know, everyone has the kind of similar plays. It's more the names. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely some stages in training. I was um, calling old plays. I was like, oh, shit, like. Um, Wrong club. Know, getting, yeah, yeah. So um, I felt like I picked it up pretty easy, but um, yeah, it's definitely tricky at the start. Yeah, as you said, mate, it's the names that change. It's not necessarily the plays because if we're being honest, most clubs sort of kind of play a pretty similar style, pretty similar shapes. So it's it's just the names you're used to calling lemons, but they're you know yeah. another club calls it bananas. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And, when you're under fatigue, your brain just kind of yeah. clicks into auto mode and says what it normally is used to doing. So Difficult switch mid-season, mate. You did it really well. I'm enjoying what you're doing this year. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thank you. We've heard a couple of cracking stories so far on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. A bit of sledging too, all in good fun. Best I've heard is probably good mates Ricky Stewart and Craig Bellamy 
explaining what they think of each other's reactions when they're watching a game. Check out Craig Bellamy's Legends series interview to catch that exchange. It is a beauty. I think it's episodes 27 and 28 in the library. Dale Finucane has lobbed. Mate, do you have a favourite Craig Bellamy story that you would like to share? Now, uh, well, there's, there's no secret that, you know, Craig loves a, a blow-up, but uh, I'm just trying to think of one of the best. I think I think my first year at the club was uh, it was in 2015 and we played a game out at Griffith against the Raiders, I think it was. Um, I think Munster didn't play well on the day. He, um, he played very ordinarily, I think, and <clears throat> I think he'd only played a handful of first-grade games at the point. I think he played two games in 2014, so he was really looking to – they solidify a spot yeah. in, in the fourth grade side. And as I said, he played terrible. And I think it was pretty well known that Matsu was up really late the night before. Um, you know, I don't know whether he was out getting food or whatever he was doing, but, you know, Craig wasn't happy about it. And we all sort of sat down, sat around that ground, um, you know, after the game. And I think he, he sort of he did, he wasn't backwards and coming forwards with, with how he felt about, you know, Matsu's performance for that game. Um, you know, I won't give any details away, but like you'd imagine the, the swearing that was going on, you know, on the on the field at that point in time. But um, you know, Munster's uh, he's in, he's improved since then. His uh, his habits, and I don't think he's uh, don't think he's let Craig know that he's had a, a late night out since. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature in conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry. We're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. The unfiltered crew will be in the Hunter region Monday the 27th of June and selling T-shirts and having a coldie with you as well. At 9.30am, we'll be with the legends at Aussie Meats, Sandgate Road at Shortland, before hitting the road to the Horse and Jockey Hotel in Singleton for midday. After drooling over Aussie Meats two bones, might actually rip into one here for lunch for an hour. Reckon we'll be thirsty by about 3pm. Good timing for our appearance at the Chelmsford Hotel in Curry Curry for a beer and a bet. Then it's off to the Black Butt Hotel in New Lambton for another coldie with the legends there and some dinner. We're selling T-shirts to raise money for the Lismore flood victims. Come along, say day, and you could make a massive difference. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Hope you're enjoying. Marty DePow has joined us. Who were your childhood footy heroes growing up, mate, and why? Oh, geez, childhood footy heroes. Uh, both rugby league and rugby union, I guess it was Jonah Longu in rugby yeah. union. And rugby league was the uh, Ruben Wickies. So, mate, he's, he's one person you can't pass. What position did you play as a youngster, mate, because you picked one front rower or one middle and one winger there? Well, funny enough, I was actually a fullback when I first started and I was a fullback winger and I think I've played almost every position other than uh, hooker and halfback. You're now the idol of many young kids. I'd imagine that's pretty humbling when they come up for the, a photo or they come up for an autograph and they say, Marty, you're my hero. Well, yeah, it is. It is really humbling. And it's pretty funny as well when people do come up for photos because for me, when uh, teaching my kids manners, it's the one thing when I, I stand there and people say, can I have a photo? And I'll be standing, standing looking at them, please, 
please would be nice and say, please, please. So then the parents sort of catch on. So, look, it is really humbling and also humbling for the uh, recipient of whether it's a photo or a signature. Thanks for stopping in, mate. Thanks, mate. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the reviews. If you haven't and you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love that five-star treatment, especially on Apple, that purple icon. It takes 30 seconds. It really helps us, guys. The winner of this week's Trucker's Cap, because we give one away for the best review every week, is Trent Rosethorn. Thanks for the review, legend. Love it. Our guest debuted in 2005 for the Sydney Roosters. His coach was Ricky Stewart. See you, Soliola. Has Sticky changed across all these years? Yeah, yeah, he's just mellowed down a little bit. He doesn't kick as many. He, he kicks one chair, not three. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Stick's, Stick's been awesome, eh? Yeah. Um, he would always train in the morning on game day. And I'll be um, one of the few that'll wake up pretty early just because of um, with all the kids and yep. we'll come down and have a yarn and um, we'll just have a talk about um, what it used to be like back in the day uh, and stuff like that and what we used to get up to. But, um, you know, Rick's been awesome um, since um, uh, my first, when I first started into to where I am now, I really, I'm really grateful what, from what I've learned from Stick. Um, w- what I have is, and I'm, Probably, I probably haven't survived in the game um, if it wasn't for for stick in terms of what how tough um, you have to prepare yourself yep. uh, um, to to be in this game on a day in day out basis. Uh, that's what I really learned from Rick at, um, at a young age. Um, like I said in, in the previous interviews, and that like I was quite a relaxed kid at the time, and so he had to work hard on. Um, I guess the right. Um, right intent um, with training, yeah. um, the right intensity, and so trying to find that mix. Yeah, yeah, would have been like it would have been hard for him to be honest, because I was just like so chilled, and it would have been just like just trying to shake someone. And I and I get it, you know, I, I get it now. Uh, but at that time, I was sort of someone that never really wanted to hurt anyone and stuff like that until it came game time. But for him to try to um, uh, um, explain that you can't just hop on the field and think that it's going to happen. Um, you have to um, exercise those emotions day in, day out. Uh, and then when it comes to the Saturday, um, that's, that's when you, that's, that's when it all happens, but you have to, uh, I guess, oh, I, don't, I don't know what you call it, but it's just the, the art of like trying to perform and execute it. I know exactly where you're going from now. Rick is a, a, a really quality bloke. He's got a fabulous sense of humour and he loves taking the piss out of his mates, but he doesn't yeah. like it when you get him. Have you or one of the boys been able to actually get one over him? Because it's not easy. Oh, um, no, we leave that to Jack. Jack gets them all the time, which is great. 
<laughs> that's why, <laughs> that's why um, Evan him and Jack probably have a great relationship. Wow. You are right. Like he would always he would always get to give it to everybody else old stick. But um, when you got something on him, man, he backpedals straight away, and then he'll or he he's good at deflecting the. Yeah, love, loves deflecting and doesn't see the funny side of it. He's a good man, Ricky Stewart. So too, you see us, Oliola. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Uh, take a breath and enjoy it. The footy is on and the weekend is sorted. Enjoy the game, order a pizza, grab a coldie, go hard on a five-leg multi, and don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Back pikey in the last.